0: Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. You know full well that time management and better focus could be a real game changer. We're talking you could be getting the grades that you want, scoring exactly as you want to on your tests. If you could manage your time and your focus you could have more time to do the things that you want to do with your life. In my Facebook group, The Parents of Ambitious Teens, Personal Growth and Healthy College Prep, we just finished a masterclass about time management and focus from the teenage perspective and how parents can help support their teens in a more healthy way and how teenagers can perhaps for the first time take the impulses and take your natural biology and use it for your benefit, not against you. Over the next couple of days, we'll be listening to a few podcasts that are just snippets from that masterclass. So here's the introduction to the masterclass. I hope you gain a lot of value from it. And this is just part one. There's more coming. Let's jump into the Zoom room with me. Why you don't manage your time the way you'd like to, or focus the way you want, and what to do instead. I don't know if there is a more important topic to teenagers today, at least those who have ambitions or aspirations to attend more selective colleges. But let me ask the teenagers directly, why are you here? And some of you may be saying, well, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> I'm here because I was told to be here. Um, but I want you to ask or really consider for just a second, have you ever felt like real focus and real time management is an impossible task for you. Have you tried before to be more productive, to be more effective with your time management, to be more uh, more aware and more present and, and everything else, get more done earlier on, only to fail and then feel frustrated that you waited until the last minute. And then you know, the deadline is what spurred uh, action after procrastinating for a long time. I can relate. Okay. I understand. But I just want to propose just one thought for you. What if the secret to the life you're hoping for is not to just want that life more than you used to want it? What if it's not to be more motivated to eliminate your impulses? What if the secret to time management and focus was not to just be stronger than your internal resistance? But what if you could understand those impulses? What if you could outsmart them? What if you could make your internal drivers, the impulses that you have biologically that you don't control, you try to overpower in the past and certainly we will give you some tactics and some strategies to help you with that. But what if you could take those impulses and outsmart them and make them work for you rather than against you? Would that change things for you? Would this then be time well spent for you? I promise you it is. I'm going to make sure that we make good use of your time today. Let me start with a story. This is a man named Andre Agassi. In 1994, this is what he looked like. He had already been a professional tennis player for uh, eight years. Okay, so actually in 1986, he was 16 years old and he began playing tennis professionally. All right. At that time, he was the future of the worldwide tennis scene. He was a star in the making and everyone was following him. But by 1994, just eight years later, his ranking was slipping fast. He had been ranked as high as seventh, but then very quickly down, slid all the way down to 22nd. And when he was ranked 31st in 1994, his coach, who had been coaching him for 10 years, dropped him. That he was no longer going to coach him. And Andre did not find out about this in a personal conversation. He found out by watching the news, all right? He found out that his coach had dropped him on the news. He wrote an autobiography that is outstanding. Uh, very interesting if you, have, if you enjoy that sort of reading. Fantastic book. He says in his book that he began to hate tennis, right? Not be frustrated, not feel overwhelmed, hate tennis. Without a coach, he needed to find a new one. And this picture here is a much older man named Dan Gilbert. Uh, Dan Gilbert was at the end of his career, his playing career, and he had played Andre Agassi and beaten Andre Agassi many, many times, even though he had nowhere near the same skill level. So Agassi asked Gilbert uh, to meet and just to see if it would work for them to be, uh, for him to hire Gilbert as his coach. And the first thing he did when they met at dinner is, is they asked him what he thought of Agassiz's game. Okay. And Agassi asked Gilbert what he thought of his game. And Gilbert said, if I had your talent, I would be dominating the pro tour. But there's a problem. You try to hit a winner on every single shot. He was more talented than anyone else. So his winners, when he hit them correctly, were unreturnable. Okay. They were amazing. However," Each time, Gilbert told him, each time you go for the kill shot, but it doesn't work, not only does it chip away at your confidence, it also builds the confidence of your opponent just a little bit. And the biggest reason why you're not successful in tennis is because you're ignoring your greatest opportunity. The opponent, you know, on the other side of the net has weaknesses that you can exploit and you totally ignore those weaknesses. You completely, you just let the player play to their greatest strengths, and you ignore their weaknesses, and you don't ever try to ask them to beat themselves, right? All right, so he hired Dan Gilbert, and just a few months later, he got into the U.S. Open as an unranked player, okay? This was, his his status was just slipping so fast, from seventh in the world to unranked when he joined the U.S. Open. and Maybe you can guess he became the first player in 28 years who was unranked to win the U.S. Open. And soon after that, Agassi earned the number one ranking in the world. The first time in his life he had obtained that. And he held on to that ranking for another 101 weeks, okay, for two years. He was the number one player in the world. You know that time management can be a game changer. Okay. You know that this can lead to better grades, to better test scores, to more impressive accomplishments, to more scholarships, but that's just the beginning, right? That's the stuff that other people in your life want from you. You Maybe you know that your teachers and your parents um, and other adults in your life want you to have better grades, better test scores, more impressive accomplishments, and be better prepared with scholarships, but you also have interests and desires and you have a life to live as well, right? The less you are able to manage your time and the less you're able to focus, the more difficult it is for you to have time for yourself and the skills that you want to develop to to improve your own life. Time management is going to be and, and can be an absolute game changer in your ability to create time for yourself as well. This is a massively important topic. But here's my first question. Why do you think that your previous efforts to be more productive and focused have failed to get you the results that you want? Maybe you've been somewhat successful, but not all the way successful. That's fine. Answer the question according to your specific experience. One of the ways that we can look at this is that, yeah, we've tried over and over again, but change is hard. A more useful answer is that maybe change is not impossible, but you have not yet found the right strategy, okay? What could we possibly be talking about? Just as Andre Agassi could not figure out the right strategy to beat his opponents, okay? He kept going for the kill shot over and over and over again, which I like to apply, you know, I feel like that is similar to students who try to use motivation, right? Try to use willpower over and over and over again to overcome those internal impulses, right? And if you're dependent on willpower to reach your goals, it's similar to Andre Agassi. You're ignoring the weaknesses of your opponent, which we'll talk about in just a second. And you're going for the same strategy over and over again. What if, just like Agassi, when he discovered a new strategy and was able to exploit the weaknesses of his opponent, then leading to becoming a champion, what if you could begin to see yourself in this kind of internal struggle the same way because earlier in the two months ago in our in our masterclass we talked about success architecture and the fact that you can actually manipulate your surroundings you can manipulate your activities on a regular basis to create the life that you want through automaticity you can actually automate the kind of life and the kind of experience that you want for yourself well we're taking that to a whole new level today with what we're doing with time management think about an engineer when they're engineering a building when you engineer a building when you think about how to plan for the building you have to think about the forces of resistance that exist in the world things like gravity things like wind if you live in an area that is prone to uh, earthquakes or whatever else uh, you have to account for those things right so there are forces of nature that every building needs to account for and you in order to create the life that you want not not engineer a building but engineer your life you do need to think about how to manage your focus your time your energy what are the forces of resistance in your way if you could think about the opponent who's on the other side of the net for andre agassi that's another human being playing tennis and maybe that human being has a weak backhand and if you just keep sending the ball to his backhand or her backhand then eventually they're going to beat themselves But who is the opponent or what is the opponent on the other side of your net? What are the forces of resistance in your way? Unlike tennis, of course, the opponent isn't actually across the net from you, it's in your own head. But what do you think those forces are? Procrastination, we hear a lot of. If you're feeling a sense of overwhelm, of course, you're going to feel resistance towards being productive. All all kinds of internal obstacles, Your self-identity and your self-talk, impulse control, lack of confidence, the list could go on and on and on and on and on. This is really just a reiteration of the first question we asked, right? Which was, why do you think your attempts in the past have have failed to get you the results that you're looking for? Right, whatever it is, whether it's procrastination or feeling overwhelmed or your self-identity, you see yourself as a C student. And so you behave as a C student. Right? Your self-talk. Ah, I'm not good at math. Right, Whatever it may be, you may have any number of different internal obstacles, but these are some good examples. And what I'd like you to do for just a second is consider the possibility that the thing you don't want to do be focused, manage your time, manage your energy, get work done early on. right That, that choice that's actually very difficult to make in the moment because you'd rather go do something else? Imagine, just consider the possibility that you did want to do that activity. What if there was a way to make that happen?